Hello and welcome to number three of the Who Said It podcast. I'm Farina and today we're going to be going over the quote that I put on Instagram a while ago, which was, the more wasted you are, the less respected you are. And I have my good friend Volta coming on to have a chat with me about this. I've got him on because he has been alcohol free for over 10 years. He is a bit of a wild child though, and I've always respected that about him. I've always seen him as a bit of a free spirit and he's very open-minded. He's now based in Berlin, even though I met him while he did his long stint in London. But he's actually from Singapore. Growing up in Singapore, club culture was really monitored, where the government was sort of like a dictatorship. And so the act of raving felt much like a protest. And with drugs being highly taboo, along with raving, going to illegal events was a little bit of an up-middle finger kind of to the government. And it was important at that time to make a deal of living life and enjoying life because people didn't really have much of a voice. He's been DJing for over 20 years professionally. He had a release on Noir Records, which ended up in the Beatport Top 10 at number two. And that launched his DJ career. Even though that was 2004, he had been producing for seven years prior to that. He studied recording arts, physics and music production. He's worked at studios as a sound engineer and he played in bands long before he was a DJ. He's super pro hedonism and when it comes to club culture, he is all about letting go, being in your element and letting go of the illusion of control. He was a resident in London at the party Low Key, which he owes a lot to, he says, in terms of what he learned about DJing. When he was in London, he played a lot at Fabric. And when I talked to Volta about his past in music, he's pretty humble he doesn't really say much about it and he get, doesn't really know what to say. But if you go onto Google and do a little search on him, you'll see his, some of his achievements and his mixes as well on Mixmag Lab. And I do think it's worth going to his SoundCloud too to have a listen to his mixes because they're absolutely gorgeous. Let's get into the podcast, shall we? Welcome to the podcast, Vodka. Uh, vodka? <laughs> <laughs> Way to go! Like, yeah, you're you're on you're you're on topic right away. I'm leave so that funny. leave that in. Leave that in. That's that wicked. So, that, that's brilliant. That is so funny. <laughs> right. Well, Volta, welcome to the podcast. I'm just going to start with yes, the quote that pleasure. we're gonna be talking about. The quote is, <clears throat> "The more wasted you are, the less respected you are." Now, straight off the bat, from hearing that, where does your head go with that? Yeah. Well, my my when you posted that thing, I guess my thing was like you being a DJ and being in the club scene and all, I really don't enjoy uh, punters being shamed for their behavior. So I guess like the follow-up to that would be, I guess I was, I should have addressed the issue of like, what's, what is the context really? Because um, being be professionals, mm. exactly, exactly. So context is important. As a blanket statement, I think I don't agree with it because it can be taken it's generally taken badly from from a non-professional point of view. It's not something I would ever say to people in an environment where we're encouraging them to let go because mm -hmm. I still honestly believe that people are their most beautiful when they let go of this false control narrative that they think they have over their lives, you know, <clears throat> and they are their most beautiful. They don't know – I would say they don't know how to let go, you know. It's funny seeing people – trying to let go in their own weird uh in their own weird ways everybody does it differently some yeah. more beautiful than others but more elegantly than others you know what i mean um <clears throat> but but i always think people are the most beautiful when they let go so i would always encourage them to 
um, be wasted. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, let go of you. your inhibitions and stuff. Inhibitions. yeah so exactly yeah so the reason i actually put the quote on instagram first and if you noticed i don't reply to anybody on there because actually I'm yeah. quite, i quite like <laughs> the fact that people can give their opinions and have their own perception of the quote i find that really mm-hmm. interesting and one of the reasons i wanted you to come on is because you did write underneath no don't judge people and i thought oh cute he thinks i'm judging people for being high no, that's <laughs> sorry. It's actually, sorry, it's actually yeah, not, I know. No, but, no, but I it's know. fine. I appreciate yeah. and, and want to see people's <laughs> yeah. um, reactions because also I'm I, quite fascinated with social media and the fact that people can get hectic with the, you know with their comments and stuff. But I'll just say that the quote. Yeah, you know, it's 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 it's, it's as I know you. I know you don't judge as the thing, but people are reading this, and I just felt like, oh no, I've, I've got to defend, got to defend my 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 fellow human somewhat somehow <laughs> well the podcast yeah. is all geared towards professionals in the industry it's geared towards djs and budding promoters mm. and it's really about talking about things that people maybe won't talk to you about and being in the industry for so long yeah. both you and i we know that there is stuff that goes on behind the scenes that why should newer djs yeah. have to wait to learn that the hard way when they could perhaps learn from us yeah. and actually what it was yeah. The You're quote, right. The quote was actually something that came to me because of conversations I was having with people. I run the event Kitchen Club, mm. and when we run the event at every venue that we've done it at, people have always praised the fact that when we turn up to set up mm. and when we do it, it's easy for them because they're not dealing with someone who's hungover, they're not dealing with someone who's high, they're not mm. dealing with someone who's begging yep. for more drink cards because they want to do more shots. At the end, when it comes to yep. pack down, it's all done quite quickly and all respectfully, and and it more came to me mm. for that, you know. And I thought, well, I seem mm. to be very respected in the way that I work. You won't see me wasted when I'm DJing. I think people respect that. Not that you wouldn't be respected yeah. if you were wasted. However, <laughs> it's an interesting one yeah. working in the music industry because that line of professionalism can get very, very kind of gone, yes. vanished. Yes. And it was more, yes. you know, yes. it's more about more about that. And I know that you haven't drunk alcohol for a long time, so I really kind of wanted to ask you what your experience has been since not drinking at clubs <laughs> in terms of the way you're treated and the way people might see you. Yeah, so it's it's funny. My uh, I, I guess I'm coming from the point of view of being a musician, and I've gigged lots uh, before DJing, right? So <clears throat> I couldn't think of walking on stage drunk as hell and having to play an instrument. That's just suicide, mm. you know. Um, Common though. Um, do you know what I mean? So it's like it's the sort of thing that. Uh, there's there's a lack of discipline in DJ culture. You've never had to spend years honing a craft. Mm, I, I, you can say, yes, you've spent years honing a craft, but it's not the same as having to learn to play an instrument and then you've got to hustle well. for the gig. Mm. Right. It's not just you. It's you and yeah, a bunch of other people. So the responsibility, responsibility is shared, and it's, it's, it's not just on me. It's on everyone else. And you see it as well in, like, big bands that fall apart because the communication breaks down because somebody's got an alcohol problem or something and then it carries on past the past past backstage it carries on to the stage and you know it's like it's not it's not a pretty thing to see we've seen them we've, we've seen people crumble before our eyes so djs don't have to do that sort of thing you know so it's very easy to just learn how to beat match and then run on stage and then you know not not even uh have to have to play an instrument. Yeah, that's mm. that's that's the sort of thing I guess that lends to like drinking there. I've never done it. 
I've, I know one of your questions you, you, you want to ask me about, like, uh, if, if I'm DJ, I've never DJ drunk, never. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the thought of it uh, just scares me. Like, why would I do that? I'm being paid lots of money. Um, um, I wouldn't, I, I won't show up to work drunk. It's just, well, it, it just you, seems crazy to me. What I'm gauging no. from what you're saying yeah. is it's unprofessional for you. You would find it unprofessional to do that. To- totally. I think if we're being paid a lot of money, then yeah, be a professional, uh, show up to work, do your job, do it right. If you can't enjoy it without the, uh, if you can't enjoy it without it, um, it's not just the alcohol is the thing. I don't do drugs in clubs in general. I had a shift in my, <clears throat> I've had a big shift in the way I approach things. I don't get high in clubs anymore. I don't really enjoy it. Mm. Um, I enjoy, I enjoy dancing sober. If the music's not good, I leave. It's very simple. If the music, if the music straight up, if the, music, if the music's great, I'm there. The moment it's bad, I let you, I don't even say goodbye. I turn around and I just leave. Ghost. I go back to my studio and I, I write music and I play something and I have a good time there. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to stay out just because I need to get high and hang out with people. I'd rather do that in the studio. Mm-hmm. I'd rather do that the after parties. I'd rather do that there. And, yeah, where you can, you know, I, where work is over, basically, <clears throat> which I think is the like culturally that totally. is the after party, isn't it? The after party is the yeah. place where the hospitality yeah. people, the people that work in the industry, will go yep. to be able yep. to that phrase, let their hair down, you know. Um, yes, but in terms exactly. of in yeah. terms of the way that you've been treated, I'm quite interested to know if you've been treated different mm. since having this approach. I, I personally, I noticed I noticed a bit of a shift when I stopped drinking. I still drink occasionally, but mm-hmm. most of the time, like if I'm working, mm-hmm. you, you people know. Like if I have a drink, it will be one because I'm working. Uh, I, I I I've completely lost my taste for 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 alcohol as a thing. I'm, I'm very happy. Water is wa- water is life, mm-hmm. and and uh, that's what I enjoy drinking. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoy drinking. Don't get me wrong. Like I stopped drinking for ten years, and in the music industry, that's a really hard that's a really hard fight. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what's really funny is that no one's going to question if you don't want to get high, but uh, drinking, um, you know, um, after a few years of telling everybody that, no, I don't drink, thank you, no, uh, not not, not going to have one even. It's very kind. I never get angry with people. You know, they're just, there's a, it's a, um, it's a social norm for people to want to be kind to you by offering to buy you a drink. So I can't turn down the... Well, they're, they're trying to be kind is, at the end of the day. No, I agree with you. So, um, I'll tell you what, something yeah. recently happened and I found it I found it quite rude. Um, someone said to me, oh, do you want a drink? And then they went, oh, yeah, you don't drink. That's right. And turned around. And I was like, well... Amazing. Well, yeah. Yeah, but I was just... No, but hang on. I was like, what about if I wanted a refreshment? Like, I did want actually... I did actually... You said, can I have it? And I thought, yeah, you know, I'll have a cranberry juice. I thought, you fucking prick. So if it's not alcohol, like, it's oh. not valid. Do you know what I mean? It's like, surely it's... Surely I'm a cheaper... It's a cheaper drink. Surely you would want everyone you're offering a drink to want to buy... You want the $5 drink, right? I was like, geez, all right, do you know, get me the top tier tequila you can get. I want you to spend $30 on a shot that I'm going to throw over my shoulder. How about that? <laughs> I found it a little bit... Find it a little bit strange, <clears throat> but like you say, it's cultural norms. Anyway, I'm going to ask you the question again because you're avoiding I, I, it. No, but you know, I, I, I would, I would appreciate that because, like, in, in my ten years of not drinking, I can tell you some of my good friends still don't remember. No, I know, <laughs> and it's also easier to deal with that. Then, are you sure? But are you sure? But what? Yeah, of course. Yeah. But, 
But yeah. have you been yeah. treated any different? Do you notice the way that, have you been respected more? Because remember the quote is, the more high well, you are, the less yeah, respected well, you are. Well, well I suppose, suppose in in my well see okay like what, what what was really handy was that i decided to stop drinking at at a point in time when my career really started to blossom uh well my second run right because you know i i know you remember the first run the first run was like lots of drinking and lots of uh lots of ibuprofen to ha- to handle the hangovers and running onto airplanes and that's just mm. you know you can do that in your in when i'm in my early 20s but when i started to get into my 30s i Right. So I stopped drinking just before I got into my 30s and my second blossoming came. And it's a good time. So, you know, I, I felt I made right decisions in public spaces where I needed to, mm. you know, <clears throat> and I, I I wasn't acting. I'd say I wasn't acting silly, but, you know, I also let my hair down and, you know, get 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 mashed, you know, but not in a professional setting is the thing. Yeah. Yeah, was I treated differently? I suppose when I'm touring in Eastern Europe, it's really hard because they see you as less of a man for not drinking. Really? <clears throat> no, you know, it's like I don't drink. And then my my, my early experiences there were like quite uncomfortable. It's like, you know, come on, real men drink. And I'll, I can't stand that real man conversation in the first place. Wow. But real men drink, alco- real men drink alcohol. Wow. And no, that's, that's, that's not me. And so in the end, I like put it on my... Uh, put on my rider that uh, Volt is in recovery, so best not to talk to him about it. And, then, and towards the end of 10 years of not drinking, that's what I realized. It's easier to tell people I'm in recovery because when you're in recovery, they'll just drop it. They'll be, oh, I'm very sorry. No, thank you. But then, you know, it's like, why is he in recovery? Is a bad alcoholic? Whatever, you know. Mm. They don't wanna... <clears throat> it, it's, it's easier to make people think that I'm hurt rather than just trying to make a better decision for myself. Yeah, that's crazy. Just, But the thing is, even if you're not, uh, in mm. recovery or even if you do drink but you just don't want to drink that day like that mm. could be that yep. you know what I mean it doesn't mean that I'm not drinking all the time it's just today I don't fancy a drink like what's wrong with that the same way you're choosing to drink a vodka tonic someone else might choose you know rum and coke like what's the fucking difference like what why does it matter it's, to you if I'm not it's, drinking it's the normalization of alcohol yeah, and alcoholism totally. you know? so it's uh my, uh, you know, if you if 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 we were having a gig in uh, if we were having a gig in Saudi Arabia, it wouldn't even be a question, would it? Can't even get any. <laughs> so, so it's not not it's not even not even a question there. It's like, yeah, where's the pills? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Got you. So when you mentioned DJ, yeah. like you've never DJ drunk and 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 stuff, and I and never, I re- yeah. I respect that because I've seen a lot of people that are not in a very good state and maybe the you yeah. know the the average joes or the people on the dance floor that don't know DJing don't mm. really understand that that DJ is completely all over the shop and the mixing is atrocious yeah. and the direction is atrocious yeah. and it looks bad yeah. and they're spilling drinks and all that but on the flip side of it is the conversation of Really, when you're doing a gig, you're we're there to make people have a good time or whatever it is, and you've got the people that have paid mm. their money, their hard-earned yeah. money, yeah. to come to the dance, yeah. and then you're just yeah. flopping about all over the place. I mean, that's a disrespect, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I agree. We know like, some very uh, famous, not... well-known DJs who can get very twatted. Yeah, I... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, there's 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 some there's there there's some uh, famous sweaty people known for it, and um, but you know, um, I don't know how I don't know how they can let that happen. You know, it's like uh, 
um, being a punter and actually going for a night and going for a night out and then just seeing someone just collapse on the floor from just being too high or something. Yeah. Well, they get away with just, it uh, because of the status <clears throat> that they have. And this is actually going to be another topic, a podcast that I do with someone else, but the topic mm. of what an international can get away with on that sense and what a local would not get away with. For example, something that I have... Do they really get away with it, though? Yeah, because they keep getting gigs. Do they really get away with it? They keep getting gigs. Well, yeah, but they're losing, you know, they've lost respect. Like, I'm I'm not not really... There we go with the quote. I'm very happy to... There we go. The more wasted you are, the less respected you are. So I do think there's some truth in it, but... One of the things as well on 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 that level on on that on that level you're 100 percent right right like when people are paying lots of money to go to a concert and you're showing up drunk you know showing up high whatever just not even performing yeah fuck yeah yeah you know like do you do you get do you get a free ticket to the next event because they fucked up that's (laughs) that's I mean, if 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 that's how you are professionally and I'm sorry I was high and I couldn't play most of my set here's a free ticket for the next one fair enough but i but in our scene i've rarely seen that it's a bad look but the thing is and this is what this whole podcast is about it's about kind Mm. of exposing the stuff that you wouldn't necessarily see or know but basically behind the scenes Mm. whether you like it or not or would people like it or not if you are wasted and you're a local dj and you turn up to play and you don't know where the cue button is people are talking about you saying that Oh, do you know this person? Yeah, I know them, but you know, what? Well, whoa, they get really wasted, don't they? Like you hear that a lot when you introduce <clears throat> or when you hear I mean, someone's if, name if, said, people will always go, "Oh, yeah, but they like to get really wasted." And I do personally think that it will affect your relationships because people don't want to do business with someone because when you get that wasted, you become a liability. Like are you, you talking do. about them showing up to a gig being wasted and not hitting the cue button or just being wasted in general? I'm because talking I think, professional. Uh, I'm talking professional. On a professional basis, if you turn yeah. up to play, you'll see a DJ maybe play. Um, I've seen it with my own eyes. The machine yeah. goes into emergency <laughs> yeah. loop and the DJ hasn't got a clue because they've done K. You know what I mean? And there's yeah. and people are going, yeah. this is on emergency <laughs> loop and you don't Sorry. know what to do. Sorry, though. You know what the, I mean? The emergency loop. Um, yeah, but uh, I think fair dues. You rolled the dice, and that's what you're getting. Yeah. If you if if you if you can swing it in such a way that you show up wasted and you smash it, fair dues. I I've I've always respected the uh, the animal components who are able to because <laughs> they do make exist. an animal of them. Make 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 an animal of yourself. You know, like my one of my heroes is Hunter S. Thompson, and he famously said that. Um, he who makes a beast of himself forgets the pain of being a man. And I've always come back to that as that's what we're trying to escape, you know, the, this, this painful existence. And we, sent, we, we, we do, we do um, turn ourselves into animals because we like being that wild animal more than we like being human sometimes. Oh, yeah. And, and the music you know, is escapism. So if you, it's great for that. Totally. Totally. I mean, you should. Yeah. I mean, especially if you're making it. So it's a whole other thing. <clears throat> but yeah. something you said before, which I think is um, true here, like some a lot of DJs as well. You, we've heard DJs time and time again say, oh, "I'm not drinking ever again. Mm. I don't want to do it ever again." And then they kind of like have oh. to have a break, yeah, because they <clears throat> can't go out without it. And I think that sometimes if a dj wants to be more professional or doesn't want to drink or is the type of dj that can't drink and perform so they don't often it's other people that Mm. put the pressure on or that just bring you drinks and you end up doing it and i just wonder i'm asking you now do you think that we can work 
in the industry and have that harm reduction because it's you not know, just that, the that DJ themselves, is it? It's the staff that go, oh, you want a drink? Or people go, I love your set and I want to kind of celebrate that by getting you a shot. Well, okay. Well, first thing, that, that whole thing about I'm never going to drink again, that was my motivation to stop drinking in 2008. You know, it's like I, I felt like a hypocrite for saying that so often in my life. Then I woke up one morning and like, that's it. And it was really, it wasn't, it wasn't a hard decision going forwards. I really felt, I really felt the weight of all my past bad decisions coming down on me that one morning from the horrible hangover. And it was, it was a very easy decision. It wasn't difficult to stop drinking. I just knew I needed to stop. Well, it was your time. <clears throat> you were and ready. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't want to, I didn't want to have that conversation with myself anymore that I'm, you know, this is enough. I feel terrible. Like it was just very, it was very easy in it. It was very easy. Before you knew it, two, three years, five, ten years passed, you know. Mm. And about the harm reduction, you're right. It's very hard because, um, you know, this is um, the establishment supports alcoholism. While the normalization of alcoholism is a hard one to escape, you know, um, the, bus the business in the music is selling alcohol to people. Yeah, it goes hand and in hand. And we don't it? ever... We don't ever question people walking in through the door whether they've got an alcohol problem. I, I think from my 10 years of not drinking, everyone's got an alcohol. Everyone's got alcohol dependency. And some people have an, a problem with managing the alcohol dependency, with managing their life. Mm. And it's when those two things mess up badly that affects your life that we start to think, hey, maybe we should look at that person. We don't really... I don't think we really look at that person's life very much until it starts to affect yours, mm. you know? And <clears throat> that thing of like, so the business of selling alcohol to people walking in through the door, we don't really care if someone's, we don't really care that everyone's got alcohol dependency. We know that everyone's got alcohol dependency mm. and they're going to come in and spend money. Yeah, but if it starts so to intrude into your we, life, then it starts to affect you, like you just said. And then that's when people want to have the conversation. Right. Yeah. And that's a question I have right, for you. So, but How do we go about supporting people, yeah. you know, our fellow music industry workers, if they seem to be harming themselves yeah. um, and, and, and affecting their opportunities? Like, how can we support, how can we support them? I well, guess? The, the, it's, that's, a very, that's a very loaded question. It's a very hard question to answer because it's mm. a ground up, it's a ground up solution. It starts with education and educating people from when they're children into being teenagers about the risks of alcohol abuse because everybody does it. It's normalized. Mm -hmm. We don't think about it until uh, we don't think about it until the harm is super noticeable. But by, by, by then, the damage is already done. Mm -hmm. You know, and everyone's trying to survive their traumatic childhoods and the things they've gone through life or that breakup that just happened last month. Mm -hmm. And then you get a, and and then you and you get people leaning on leaning on alcohol. There's people who've never drunk alcohol in their lives and will start drinking because they've gone through a bad breakup and that's the thing that's available to them. Mm. <clears throat> and so, the, like I said, the business in music is selling drinks to people. Mm. So we're okay with, you know, we're okay with peddling harm to people. It's just mm. we don't like it when it comes back in our face. So it's a very, it's a very hard look, I think, society mm. needs to have uh, it needs to have a hard look at itself about yeah. what it's doing to people and how they're encouraging um, that sort of dependency. Mm. You know? I mean, you it's not an, it's not an easy it's not an easy question. No, no, it's one. not. It's you not. Know, I just we, wanted your opinion, can, really. Yeah. Um, I do that think it's, yeah, that so that's, it's a hard one. It's a long conversation. Mm. 
it is it can go on forever yeah. and people um yeah. do drink for many different reasons and even yeah. myself when i gave up drinking after the lockdown uh, which was not the first time i gave up drinking but i decided to give up drinking and then when i went to do a gig i mm. um was super shaky and uh, my boyfriend at the time said go on just just have a tequila it will calm you down and i'd never ever drunk mm. to calm down um mm. or to get rid of the shakes or nerves and it, yeah. And I, I was like, I really don't but want to. I was beating myself up, right? Because I didn't want to drink. But I ended up yeah. having a drink because I thought I need something. And I had a shot of tequila, yeah. which is my drink of choice because it's an upper. And basically, literally yeah. within, <laughs> within 15, 20 minutes, um, yeah. my shakes were gone. And I felt I wasn't even thinking nerves. Like my brain thinking it, had changed, right? And I then realized yeah. it hit me like a ton of bricks falter. Like, wow, this is why people drink. This made me feel relaxed. No, no. I could see why people get into yeah, it. Like, yeah. I thought, wow. Yeah, but 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 you I, see, it's okay. But you see, it's okay. Of course, it and, is. And and it, it it's okay. Yeah, exactly. There's no judgment for the way so, people want to soothe. At the end of the day, soothing is is ex okay. Ex exactly. We're not, exactly. Yeah. We're not really. I, what I'm saying is, I really realised the power of it. Gave me a lot of compassion, you know, mm -hmm. for people that drink. Um, and, and struggle to not drink or use the drink as, you know, after the stressful day at the office, it's the glass of wine. I've never yes. been that person. Yeah. But when I, w when I had that yeah. tequila that day, I realised and I was like, wow, it's mm. an amazing tool for that. And it's so accessible, like you're mm. saying. And, um, you know, now I don't beat myself up. I'm super nervous. I go for it. I'll have a tequila. But I also yeah. found, I also yeah. started to look at, other ways when I do get that gig anxiety which mm. I never knew I got mm. before because when I turn up the first thing I would do is go and get a gin and tonic from the bar so before I could even get nervous mm. I was already soothing myself right because the first thing I do is yeah. have a drink so then when I realized that I was like yeah. okay cool and then I thought I need to do something else to soothe myself and I started to look into other ways right and I thought, well, alcohol is mm. physical. It's very physical. It calms my physical body down from the shakes, from the nerves. Mm. Anxiety, I think, is mm. a very physical thing. It manifests physically in our body by shaking, by sweating, by whatever it is. And I um, decided to start having some very powerful, strong mints because I thought something's going to get me more <laughs> in my body. Right? I started, I started <coughs> DJing with really those strong fisherman friend mints. And I also started to have... <laughs> Yeah, it sounds mad, but you amazing. Know what? It amazing. Worked. No, no, no. And I started no, to no. go. No, no. But so, so what? What you're what you're doing is what? Mm, let's say the pre-gig, the pre-gig cheer, something bands will do with each other before you go into stage. So, one, the anxiety. If you're not feeling it every time you have a gig or before you go on gigs, I think you're not enjoying it anymore. That's always there. Well, you there's a I fine mean? line so between that, anxiety and nerves too, and they're not the same thing. Yeah, excitement but, uh, I, can also I, be confused I, as nerves because you feel it in the same yes. place in your gut. You yeah, know what I mean, yeah, yeah. But I've, I've, I guess over the years, I've, I've, I've learned to like take a deep breath and get on there. And once it starts, once, once you know, like uh, start well. That's all I care about. Just start well. Yeah, but you're a everything sick DJ. Everything you do is you do it well. <laughs> you would never, you would no, never no, but, not but, do it well. <laughs> you could do it well with your eyes no, closed. No. Do you know what I mean? You know, it's it's it, it's it's an it's an it's an old it's an old music music biz uh, saying, "Wow them in the end, wow them in the beginning, and wow them in the end." 
you know that's those are the two those are the two points that matter you wow them in the you wow them in the beginning that's for that's you know because you want their trust and that's for you but you know it's i ha- i have those nerves every time i every time i play don't get me wrong mm. and i enjoy it i know it's part of the process yeah i feel if i'm not i don't want anything to calm that down i i i do the whole thing so i i ride that emotional wave i wasn't used to it pre-starting to starting i yeah. wasn't used to it it was my first time yeah. experiencing it now I can play yeah. completely sober, like completely no drink, nothing, and I'm great. It's cool. Yeah. And if I get that little feeling, yeah. I kind of go, wow, I'm really excited to get on. This is going to make me better because when yeah. you have yeah. the excitement, yeah. you have the adrenaline, your ears get sharper, you're able to cope with stressful situations. That's what stress and excitement <laughs> physically does to your body. Do you know what I mean? It's that little push of adrenaline yeah. that makes you a bit sharper. Um, another thing yes. I tried was yes. tea. I would bring my flask into the booth and it would have tea in it, hot tea because it grounds your oh, body. Yeah. You feel it in your, you, you can't, yeah. and if your anxiety stems or your excitement stems in your belly, then the tea was something I yeah. found that calmed me down. And, and people would laugh at me a little bit. They'd be like, oh yeah, she's a DJ that drinks tea. And there's a few people that still kind of joke with me about the fact that yeah. I bring my flask into the booth. But I found ways to to deal with not needing to rely on uh, being intoxicated, basically, to calm myself down. You know, I do. I, I do really like this about about Berlin is that you know you you have choices, um, you have choices in drinks. It's not just it's not just alcohol and sugar water. You can get tea. You can get a you yeah. can get an espresso at the bar here. The dream, yeah. the espresso. That's, How good is that? <laughs> you know, I surrendered coffee a long time ago. I don't drink coffee. You know, whenever I'm, uh, I I reach for it when I need a legal high. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I think I'd. I think I'd be an absolute. Imagine me. I'd be bouncing off the walls if I had coffee. No thanks. I am. I am. I am. I am. Yeah. Let's just say, like, I when I need to, I reach for it, but like only when I need to. Mm. But I can reach for it legally. That's the point. I'd. I'd. I'd really like to be able to reach for a lot of things legally. Yeah, of course. Uh, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey ho. So, yeah. So I guess we'll just finish off with. A little bit of advice for anyone new stepping into the scene, new budding promoters or DJs that are coming into the scene. Like, what would your advice mm. be for them on this topic? Listen to your elders. <laughs> I grew up in a, I, I, yeah, you know, like uh, I, I, I grew up raving in Singapore, mm. so it's really, really tough drug laws, you know. And what you're doing, the whole rave culture, what you're doing there is most of what you're doing is completely illegal. So it's the elders who look out for you. They kind of guide you and like your behavior. If you're going to do this, be smart about it because mm. if you get busted, we're all getting busted. Mm. So they teach you very, they teach you very quickly to do things responsibly and look out for each other. And that's, I guess people do look out for each other, but you know, when you're young, you don't really have the wisdom of what to do. Advice is easier spent than taken isn't it it's one mm. of those things it but is. when when people offer when people offer advice it's, i think it's wise to listen is a thing mm. and the, you can learn a lot just by listening oh yeah for sure <laughs> for sure for sure and yeah. it becomes a reality when you yeah. put it into action but i guess everyone's on their own yeah. journey anyway and no matter how much we yes. can try and advise people people you you only really yeah. learn through experience and you know yourself that you hit yes. you hit a certain point that made you go i can't do this anymore um so exactly. if anyone out there is feeling that then just go with your gut and do it 
sack yeah. off the drink if you're yeah. working or anything else for that matter if it's affecting your um your livelihood don't and if it's don't, a, don't 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 let people talking shit about you change the way you need to be mm. yeah like yeah. get some get some thick skin be yourself and uh and own it right mm. I guess so. I don't know about owning it if you're losing opportunities because you're wasted. I don't know. I would rather help DJs to <coughs> understand that. Maybe that's maybe 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 that environment's not for them. Or know? maybe it's about that's learning when to and when not to. Like any <laughs> other job, right? If you need to perform, you stay professional and like you go to an after party maybe to to do your do your thing and, I mean, and have your but, fun. But but why? Why, 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 why do you think you can show up to a gig drunk when you wouldn't show up to work drunk? I think when you answer that question, you answer a few other questions here. Mm. How seriously do you take your craft? Do you take it seriously enough to put down a drink for two hours? <laughs> yeah, because really, right. when you think about it, it's yes. Oh my God, when you break it down like that, oof. Yeah. Oof, two hour gig. It's not that. It's not that. It's not, it's not that hard. Mm. Not that hard. Think about think about like playing like really long sets. You know, like we do. I do really long sets here. Even like you know, diggers would do like six, six, seven hour sets. You know, and like one, two bottles of water over six hours is enough. You don't need to drink a lot. You're just drinking water. You don't need to go to the bathroom, so you don't really need to do that. Mm. You can be at the decks for six hours. You're fine. Mm. Yeah, I do <laughs> have one beer and then that's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's about it's about discipline, isn't it? Like you say, professionalism and yes. discipline. Well, I've enjoyed talking yes. to you. I always enjoy talking to you. Thanks very much for taking time always, out of your always. hectic schedule to talk. I appreciate yeah. it. <laughs> yes. Thank you, Farina. Thanks for your contribution. Thank you so much for listening to that. I hope you got some good from it. If you want to support the podcast, I'd be so grateful if you did by sharing the podcast to somebody that you think would enjoy it talking about it to people, or even going as far as sharing it on your social media. If while you were listening to this, you had thoughts about yourself or a friend that might have alcohol addiction or be dealing with drug abuse, please pluck up the courage to have a conversation with them or get some professional help if it's you to be able to deal with it because it's really important that you stay healthy while you rave, while you enjoy music, and that you have no reasons to not be around it. Look after yourself, look after your friends, and we'll be here again for another episode soon.